Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the New Media Retailer podcast. If you haven't joined us before, my name is Francesca. I'm with New Media Retailer. I am joined today by Betsy Bio from New York Pizzeria. Betsy, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your business, how you got started. Give us the backstory. Um, the backstory is that my husband and I have ran our own family business, which is a, was originally a pizzeria and has evolved into a full restaurant. Um, we opened in January 13th, 1982, which is almost 40 years ago. Wow. That's how amazing. I got involved. It is amazing. How I got involved was um, I fell in love with the owner. <laughs> and uh, so it came with the marriage deal. <laughs> and where are you located? We are located in the heart of thriving New Berlin, New York. It's a small little community in upstate New York. And our claim to fame is we're the home of Chobani yogurt. Awesome. And how many locations do you have just for obviously those that are not familiar? Um, we tried a second location many years ago, but it proved to not be in the direction we felt we were wanted to do for our family, our, our balance between work and family. So we went back to one location. Okay. Um, what new things are, I mean, I'm sure things are looking different for you this year, of course, as they are with many small businesses. Um, any new things going on this year that you want to talk about? Uh, the only, the main new thing is that our son is now a 50% owner and I'm phasing out more and more, but also we have not gone back to full service restaurant yet. Okay. Um, you know, Okay. So your takeout because of COVID? Yes. Okay. Um, and talk about like that transition a little bit. How was, was that difficult? Were you already an established takeout business? Um, right. It was more, the COVID crisis, which was, you know, just horrific for the whole world was a little easier on us because we did have a thriving takeout business already. So it was a much easier transition for us. Um, the thing that we feel bad about is we really do like interacting with our customers and we miss that one-on-one -on -one time where they're sitting and you get to have more of a personal connections. Mm -hmm. So we do miss that, but at the same time, we've had a little more balance in our home life. Right. So, uh, I guess it's all washes out, but overall, we're so grateful that we were able to survive the pandemic. Okay. So I have two follow-up questions there. One is, uh, both actually relate to social media. So one is all over social media, I've been seeing restaurants and retail stores posting about difficulty finding staff right now. Um, and I, I've actually seen in my local area, some business say that like they've had to close because they can't properly staff either their store or their restaurant. Can you speak a little bit to that? Uh, yes, that is the main reason that we are not fully reopened. It's um, We would be able to comply with the current uh, regulations, but the issue is we do not have enough staff either in our kitchen or on the floor at this moment to reopen. And, you know, there's several factors that go into that, but the bottom line is we don't have the staff, so we're unable to open. Gotcha. That's so interesting. And obviously that's universal. I mean, I've talked to a lot of small businesses that, that are struggling to staff. Do you see that changing? I mean, do you, where do I, you uh, I don't really see that changing at the moment for many reasons. And one is I think people, the pandemic maybe is maybe people prioritize their time in a different way. And maybe they're willing to go with less 
Okay. So I'm not really sure how it's all going to come out, but I don't see it changing in the next even 18 months. Okay. Interesting. The, my second question to what you were touching on before about already having an established takeout business and still not having the dining room open is communication with customers. What avenues did you take to talk about updates? I mean, I'm sure a lot of things have changed over the past few months. Um, I'm sure that a lot of the people listening to this podcast do not know the amazing personality of my husband, but, um, you know, people were scared. It was hard when the pandemic first started. And I mean, it's emotional to talk about it now, but he took his humor and made some incredible videos, which really lifted people's spirits, also lifted sales, but it, they were funny. They were, um, took your mind off the panic and they were terrific, not just morally, but financially. And it really helped sustain them. Absolutely. And I'm glad we got to touch on this because obviously for those that don't know, I am an administrator of the pizzeria's Facebook page. So I'm able to see things like how many views, um, these videos got and things like that. And sometimes they were upwards of 20 to 30,000 with a population of what is the population of your town? Oh, so population 1200 <laughs> Facebook views, sometimes 20 to 30,000. Um, so to talk about that reach and how many, cons- whether they were consumers or just people not even in your area, but that were able to see that and witness that interaction um, was certainly a very cool thing to watch. And his video, I mean, can you touch a little bit like they, the premise of them would either be to talk about like the pizza kit that you guys talked, that you guys made, um, to get people in the door to buy something, but then they could go into the safety and comfortability of their home to cook them or your hours changing or um, different things like that. So can you touch on some of the topics of the videos? Uh, The topics were, um, you know, because we're fortunate to work with such a great person like you that helps guide us. So those things that you mentioned, you know, to to make people aware of what what we were offering um, we came up with an idea to do family packaged meals, which was a great success. But the thing that I think really made the key difference was he really showed his love and his humor and people look forward to hearing what he had to say. Yeah. And he got a little crazy sometimes. He dressed up, he did all kinds of skits and um, outlandish things, but it really, it lifted people's spirits. People, we had so many emails and messages and notes that it made people's day brighter. And yeah, absolutely. Hey. And, you know, I think the bottom line, I think he certainly took it to another level because of his personality. He really got into it, which I think is great. But I think that the, the baseline of each of the videos was some sort of, you were providing some sort of information to your customer base, whether it was like your hours were changing, you needed to provide an update on how many people were allowed in the building at once or something like that but he made it fun. So, you know, I feel like that is, can be more universal um, than any business might understand because you could have just as easily printed out a sign and put it on the door and let somebody read it themselves. But this was a really great way to utilize social media to create engagement. You were getting comments, shares, views, likes, all of those things, great brand exposure, but you still were relaying the information in just a fun way, but utilizing a tool that is free to people to use. I mean, you didn't have to provide a budget to create any of those videos. You were just using an iPhone. Um, you know, so I think that that's really interesting and, and certainly a tool that a lot of people could apply. Yes. And well, you were touching on something else. And one of the things about 
being a small business owner is the relationship you do have with your customers. And yeah. our customers, many of them have become family friends. You know, they come to maybe our children's weddings or different events in our lives. So we felt an obligation and we, to share the emotional part of what we were all doing, not just the, the day-to-day blunt facts of what was occurring. Yeah. And um, so my, I do say that if you want to be in small business, you need to really like your people, your customers, because it's, it's key to your success. Yeah. It's so interesting how transferable that is because in the last podcast I recorded, um, she said something so similar about like, if you love what you do, it's not really work. If you love the people you see every day, it's not really work. If you love your customer base. So it's interesting she's more in like a retail space. Obviously you're in more of a service space, but um, how universal that concept is as owning a small business. Well, one of the things that we have tried to um, relate to our, I don't really like calling them employees. I prefer more the word team because I feel like we're a team to make a product. But one of the things that we have tried to relate to them is we are really proud of the product we make, but I do believe that there's many talented restaurants around. I don't believe we're the only place that makes good food and people work really hard for their money. So we, for them to choose to come to us over someone else, there has to be a personal factor or something special that occurs. And we believe that that's one of the reasons we're open after 40 years is because we care for our people and we we're generally happy to see them. It's not just about making a living. Yeah. So what does your social media look like now? I mean, things are starting to return back to normal. I know you haven't opened your dining room yet, but are you still communicating with customers in that engaging way? What does that look like for you at the moment? Oh, your video turned off. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Am I back? Yeah. Um, the thing, um, well, at the moment we have sort of slowed down on the, on the video and stuff, you know, because everything's in sort of in a lull. The last video um, that my husband Frank did to explain why we're not reopened, believe it or not, that one got 38,000 views. Wow. So that's that incredible. A few weeks ago. That was a few weeks ago. Um, so we're right now because of the anxiety and the fear is gone you know, the videos have sort of changed and we're, and we do them less frequently. Okay. Um, but as far as, you know, interacting with our customers on Facebook, we still do that on a daily basis. So are you just on Facebook at this point? I mean, I know you're on Instagram a little bit too, but Facebook is where you, the majority of your, yes. And I, and I know that, um, as our son, and his family becomes more involved, they might want to get into more of what I would call the younger people social media is like maybe the, the, I think they're called TikToks or tweets or something like that. I was, you know, I'm a little of the older generation. So, uh, I mean, for sure. So you're, I mean, while there are other platforms available and certainly there is still a lot happening on Facebook for sure. So Um, I think it's a good one to focus on. Um, Talk a little bit about like your Facebook page. So, you know, when I'm talking to small businesses, just to kind of paint a little picture, um, we try to talk and give pointers as they relate to like, don't just always try to sell product. Maybe talk about the local community in which you are a part of, that your business is a part of. Talk about like behind the scenes thing, include your staff, 
do maybe really quick videos on your iPhone that shows new inventory that's come in and things like that. Um, and I know that you do some of those things. Can you talk about your approach and, and the way that you see um, Facebook working for your business? Um, I, um, I can say check, check, check to everything you said. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, um, I truly believe that you have a responsibility when you live in a community to be part of your community. So our Facebook page does not just talk about our pizzeria. We support when there's a parade. Um, right now there's a young lady in our community that was in a tragic accident and we put updates about her and we've decorated along with many people in our community ribbons out front to support her. And we put up when who's the valedictorian of different communities and when a baseball team wins the championship or all kinds of things like that. Our community just built a brand new, amazing new fire department and uh, community center. We like to celebrate those moments and share them with our customers because that's where we live. And why would we not want to share all the good things happening around us? Right. So with that though, I mean, that takes time and time equals money. Yep. Can you talk about like how, how can you just, you know, like, where do you find that balance in terms of like wanting to share all the time or like when you have to be at work working, how do you balance that and find time? Well, um, in the morning, I, um, I set aside a certain amount of time to go over, um, to look at the pages and answer emails or anything. So it's not, it doesn't take a lot of time. It just takes a steady commitment as I think is the key word is that it's consistency. Sure. Like if you do it on a regular basis, it's not a job so much. It's just part of your normal daily routine. But if you all of a sudden get overwhelmed and try to do it all at once, you can't, it's then, um, it becomes overwhelming. Sure. So I think that, and then also I try to think of myself as a consumer and I know I don't like to be bombarded by any one company all the time. Right. So I try to be aware of that too, like, and not overwhelm people where it's just like that it doesn't, nothing we say is relevant. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't like to do more than a few a week. Okay. Interesting. Facebook page. Yeah. Interesting. And I feel like that's a balance that, that we try to find with our stores too, because there are posts that we're doing that are like industry related, but then we try to work with stores to encourage them to like add that personal touch. But should they not have time that week for something they do have peace of mind knowing that the content we're putting there um, is make, making sure that, that the posts are happening consistently, you know, their customers are being talked to. Um, talk about like that transition of like, has it become easier because of technology and like the fact that you can share so much information from your phone or are you finding yourself still taking the time to do that at a computer? Um, the ease of technology is, is phenomenal. I mean, if I had to go sit at my computer and do that, I probably couldn't, but sometimes I can, you know, something will pop in my mind in between a, a busy moment or when I'm on break at work and I just can grab my phone and do it. So technology has been amazing. I mean, it's helped us in all kinds of ways, like from putting in a computer system at work yeah. to, to many benefits. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything you want to touch on there with like putting a computer system in the business and how well, that maybe helped efficiencies? Um, it, well, you know, first of all, it cut down on errors, cuts okay. it, I mean, much more accurate. Um, it cuts down on, this is not necessarily good for the, but, um, it cuts down me on an employer too, because 
it's much more efficient, you know, things can be done quicker. Um, the other thing I would say about technology is as great as it is, you, one person you have to remember cannot do it all. So to reach out to companies like you and um, a thing that it took me a long time to realize was to reach out and get, hire a bookkeeper was also um, a phenomenal decision in, our, in my personal work-life balance routine. But I mean, we're not all experts on everything. So to, to focus on the, the parts of the business that I can really make a difference is, is vital, but to know that there's people that can do certain things better yeah. and more efficiently than, than me or my husband or son can do is also a very important thing to remember when you're running a small business. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that's very well said. And I think especially, uh, I'm like obviously very familiar with all the hats that a small business owner wears, but I think too, in the industry I work in, in particular, things just change so often, so fast. If this isn't your primary focus all the time, I just, I can't imagine how overwhelming of a sensation that would be to try to keep up. You know, I mean, algorithms have changed and the way that they even show posts on Instagram has changed, like the order in which they display them, like all of those things. And you always have to be trying, you know, something new or, um, posting at strategic times, you know, make sure you're really hitting your widest base possible. Um, so yeah, I think, I think you've said that very well. Um, touching on, um, you know, jumping back to social media a little bit, do you feel like you're hitting a broad customer base with social media, or do you feel like there's different generations that you're talking to when you're on Facebook than you are maybe in other avenues? Um, I, I feel that people, I don't know what the exact age, but I, I'm having a feeling maybe the 30 to 35 and younger, I'm not hitting as much with Facebook. Okay. I, I feel like they kind of think Facebook is more for, uh, people my age. Okay. But, um, I think that, um, they're aware that we're there and they know how to find us. But okay. I think that the, the people I hit the most are the people from the 40 year old to the 65 year olds Okay. on Facebook. But I, I have nothing to back that up with. That's just a feeling I have. No, no. I think it's an interesting concept. You know, I think it's an interesting thought. Um, you know, I think what really helps with that to like help expand that reach too is your customer base sharing your posts, which I do know happens right. very, very often. Um, you know, and how much that, that increases your exposure because, you know, sometimes people are more likely to see posts when they're shared by friends instead of just by a business. Um, you know, so I think that that certainly can help open up your reach as well. Um, but if you feel like you're not hitting a certain audience at this point, what are you doing to try to talk to them? If anything, at this point, um, I, have think that um we'll probably be consulting with no media retailer. <laughs> <laughs> I stumped you. <laughs> no, but I think you know what what I would coach you to say in that answer is, you know, video has become single-handedly one of the most valuable tools you can put on social media. And people are just so much more willing to engage in video. And I know that your husband has done posts where they have um he's touched on like current events topics. He's touched on things that relate to pop culture in some instances. And so I think, you know, getting creative in that way is certainly allowing you to open up your customer base and reach new people um, 
that are on Facebook that do span different demographics, maybe. That's a very good point. Yeah. Do you feel like this new generation has impacted the way that you run your business? And you might just want to like tip the camera up a little more. There you go. Um, um, I, yeah, I do feel that way because first of all, um, younger people seem to really be wanting to have some more healthy choices. So that's affected the menu Mm -hmm. and younger people also don't necessarily aren't missing the dine-in experience as much because they tend to be on the go or, um, so they don't seem to miss it as much as the the people of like middle-aged or retired people that want that socialization. So, um, that's, that's something that's also on our mind. Young people is like, we know one of the trends in our industry is a lot of people are going to the, um, you know, you go up and sort of design your own food, like, like the, like, yeah, yeah, yes. And that's because this generation tends to want to experience many things in life and not maybe spend an hour and a half in a restaurant, but they're also very particular about what they want. They know, they know a lot about food. They've been raised on the food network and Mm-hmm. Um, so they're aware of what they want and they want to, wh- how they want to, but also they want to, they want really good nutritious food and they want it fast. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Which I mean, sounds like just a, a totally different business at that point, um, you yeah. know, than a full restaurant. So I'm sure that's an interesting exploratory phase at this point. Yes. You know, there's a lot of factors involved. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as, as we see how the you know, hopefully a new wave is not coming and hopefully we're continue to open society. So, you know, there's a lot of factors before you can make those kind of big decisions. Yeah, absolutely. So just touching on that, I mean, obviously your COVID related impacts, your business, your dining room was shut down. You were allowed to remain yes. open for takeout as a um, essential business. Are there other impacts that like affected your day to day? Um. Well, yes, because then you know, that it's, well, it's not just affected our business, but I can speak to our business and which is it's affected the whole supply chain. So <laughs> things are, we're not getting things as quickly or as easily as before it was just not even an issue. You just placed your orders. I mean, some companies you place online, some still do a salesman coming in, some, some phone in, whichever way they do the ordering. It was just standard. You just gave the order and there was no questions. And every week there is an issue of something's not on an order or it's not available for right now, or the cost has changed dramatically um, due to all the other businesses suffering with the same issues. And so they've had to raise their costs substantially. So like, for example, right now we're not offering regular chicken wings because the cost is so high and we never know week to week how many we can even receive. So we've just taken them off the menu for right now. Okay. And is that something you feel like you've had to keep your customers in the loop on, or you're sort of just reserving that information on like a, well, we, what we did was, uh, Frank made a video about it. And then we also for two weeks told each and every person that called, we explained it to them. Okay. And then, um, script or how did you do that? Yeah. We had a little script that, um, we printed and had by the computer. Okay. So use social media to talk about, I mean, supply chain is affecting every small business right now, whether it's retail, home and garden, pet, 
feed and farm restaurants, whatever it is, supply is affecting everyone. Um, so you use social media to talk about those things. You had a script on the phone. Um, is that something you're continuing to like investigate or do you feel like those two avenues kind of cover your bases at this point? Um, yeah, we feel like we, we covered our bases with those two. Okay. With that method right now. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that that's something a lot of businesses can think about, you know, is as supply chain issues, I don't think are going away anytime soon. How can they continue, you know, to communicate? And maybe that's a post a month, maybe it's a post on social media, a, a quarter, um, to talk about, you know, the impacts of the supply chain and, and how that can affect, but I can imagine on a real time face-to-face -face basis that that can get frustrating for customers as well as the business. Yes. But most people have been under pretty understanding and because it's, it's, we're not isolated. I mean, they do understand they're not even getting their two day prime shipping anymore from Amazon. So, right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I feel like we really touched on some really good points here, especially about social media, um, which I think you leveraged very, very well through COVID, through supply chain issues, um, and through hiring issues. You know, I've seen posts that you guys have done about the struggles of doing that and obviously why that's prevented you from being able to open your dining room at this point. Um, so I, I very much appreciate your time. And I just kind of want to wrap it up with one question. And that is, if you were to give a piece of advice to someone who is wanting to start a business today, what would that be? Um, you have to, like, as we touched on, you really have to believe and love what you do because it takes a lot of time. I mean, it's kind of like your, becomes your family. I mean, you're married to it. It's not, you don't just, it's not an eight to four job, right? You know, it's, it's very consuming, but at all the same time, it's also very rewarding. So, you know, if you're passionate about something, you can make it happen, but the you know, um, the highs maybe are higher than a regular eight to four job and maybe the lows are lower, but I wouldn't trade the last 40 years for any corporate job anywhere. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Betsy, thank you so much for your time today. We're so grateful. I know a lot of businesses are really going to enjoy listening to this and we appreciate your time and your insight so much. Thank you. And thank you for all your help with our business. Have a great day.